Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Time to venture into the world of science fiction in uh, Movies First. And Alex First, I'm trying to remember the last time we had one of these real what-if science fiction type films and, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm scratching my head at the moment to come up with one well obtuse movies come along every few months maybe four six months you get one that makes the grade this is from Dennis Villeneuve he's a terrific filmmaker do you know him or you're not familiar with his work uh, Sicario would be one of mm, his exactly yeah. but but the movie one of, one of these first movie on Sondi, absolutely sensational movie. My, my film of the year. And Prisoners was another one. So really look forward to anything that he does. But as you say, decidedly different. Science fiction, yeah, will it work, will it not? Twelve mysterious oval-shaped spacecraft touch down in various locations across the globe. An elite team led by an expert linguist, played by Amy Adams, is brought together, This these team members, to investigate the US UFO. As I say, 12 different places around the world, including Australia, I might say. As mankind teeters on the verge of global war, Amy Adams, the character she plays, Louise Banks, and the team race against time for answers. And to find them, she'll take a chance that could threaten her life and quite possibly humanity. So Adams and one of her colleagues played by Jeremy Renner, have close contact with two of the aliens. The aliens now, just to give you a description, they're octopus-like black creatures. (laughs) Isn't that octopus shape for aliens becoming sort of the textbook now? Well, I'm not sure whether octopi are... Yeah, I wouldn't have thought this is quite standard, quite frankly, but... I'm I'm just thinking Independence Day, they were were, octopus-shaped things too. Yeah, that yeah, true. Well, I mean, they've got names here too. Yeah. Abbott and Costello. <laughs> now, now you're having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it could have been worse. They don't speak in the way humans do. Really? They, their language you don't in, say. They, their language involves emitting puffs of black smoke that turn into rings that represent conversation. Okay, look, who are we to judge? Aliens may well communicate via smoke cloud. Yeah, imagine imagine a smoke cloud. That's really what it is. And then it depends on which way the edges of the smoke cloud grow as to what they're actually saying. Do you make it a bugger of a job to have a conversation while you're on a picnic then, you know, with all the yeah. wind going around? Anyway. Correct. Yeah. So Amy Adams and, and Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner plays a guy called Ian Donnelly. So you've got Banks and Donnelly have to interpret these smoke rings to try and prevent disaster, which becomes increasing, increasingly close as the Chinese in particular see the arrival of the visitors as a real threat and, and they're ready to react with brute force. 
So the Chinese are kind of like the baddies. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, we get to see parts of Banks' backstory unfold. That's the Amy Adams character. With the birth and maturation of her daughter, whom she dotes upon. So, Dennis Villeneuve, who is a Canadian director, says he's he's dreamed of doing sci-fi since he was 10, 10 years of age. And he fell for the short story upon which Arrival is based, namely Ted Chang's Story of Your Life. Villeneuve didn't have time to write the screenplay, though, because he was in the middle of shooting Prisoners. So he left that to Eric Heiserer, who did The Thing and Lights Out. Non-linear, confusing, laboured, pretentious. Okay? All right. That's, that's what I thought of Arrival. They, they're words that immediately sprang to my mind when describing this film. It's clearly meant to be deep and meaningful. I saw it as a painful jigsaw puzzle that we, the audience, were gradually meant to piece together. The action moves very, very slowly. The pace is languid. The running time, well, 116 minutes, I saw it as a real stretch. Forrest Whitaker is the US colonel tasked with acquiring banks' cooperation, and he and Renner have very little to do here. I'm talking about Forrest Whitaker and Jeremy Renner because it's clearly Amy Adams' vehicle. She's earnest, she's breathless. I don't in any way question Adams' acting ability. She's terrific. I simply wasn't sold on the premise of foresight. Furthermore, the constants here were white smoke surrounding the whole alien experience. So every time we see the aliens, there's sort of white smoke around. It's kind of like, you know, those smoke machines that are produced in in the theatre. A bit of a giveaway, too, if you're lobbing up surrounded by white smoke, isn't it? Uh, Well, I reckon so. That irritated me no end. I actually saw it as a bit of a cop-out. You know, oh, well, okay, we're going to have aliens shaped like these these things that aliens are not meant to see by the way there's sounds in the background ignore that folks people have just arrived at my place while we're recording this so you know that's okay uh, we'll, we'll ignore that so you've got these aliens that are octopi you've got white smoke when they come out they blow black smoke rings yeah uh, make of that what you will now okay. some of the dialogue as well was subjugated by the incessant outpouring of stringed music that accompanied the screenplay, right? So you couldn't actually hear bits of it. I thought that was really frustrating. So I dare say Arrival will not have the mass appeal of some of Villeneuve's earlier offerings. It's one for philosophers and futurists. Can can I ask? I'm just trying to get a a bit of a handle here. uh, And by comparison, let's say if I was to throw Mm. a few titles at you, which Mm -hmm. would it stack up closest to? I'm thinking... Um, Interstellar, because it confused a lot of people. It was a very good movie. It confused a lot of people. Uh, I don't know whether you remember Moon. Yes, uh, I do. Uh, and the other one that, that is coming to mind, of all things, is Apollo 18, which was very odd. Would it, would it stack up against any of those three? Yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't sold on any of them, to be honest. Mm. So this, this is why I'm asking. Does it sort of compare? Is, is it in that sort of league? Yeah, I, I'm actually... All right, I'm now going to look, because I've got a record of all of these movies that I've, of course, reviewed. So I'm going to give you some scores before I give you a score for Arrival, and that will give you the answer. So Interstellar, OK? I'm, I'm looking, at, looking for Interstellar, and we're starting there, because that was a pretty big movie, wasn't it? It was. It was huge. I, I, I actually fell asleep watching it on a plane. 
Okay, so that was, that was Matthew McConaughey, who was a scientist turning to a farmer, and that was blasted long. It was 169 minutes, right? Mm. So it was horrendously long. Seven out of ten for Interstellar. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yep. So so that was that was all right. That was okay. I I didn't think it was brilliant, but it was all right. So okay, so that, that's the starting point. Now we get, we go to Moon, and yep. Moon was Moon was really obscure, a bit more obscure, wasn't it? Yeah, Sam Rockwell basically stuck on the Moon by himself, if I'm if I'm remembering it all correctly, or or no, on the Moon by himself, but not by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's okay, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that was an art house movie. I actually enjoyed that more. I thought that was really really challenged me set in the not-too-distant future when, when mining on the moon is used to help provide much-needed energy to the, the planet Earth. I thought that was challenging, and I was giving this a 7.5 to 8 out of 10. That was moon. Mm -hmm. and, okay, so and Apollo 18, which I thought was a really good idea, but I didn't, it didn't grab me as executed as well as it could have been. Yeah, I'm not sure that I actually saw Apollo 18, to be quite candid. My, my gut reaction, I can't remember it, but I'm, I'm searching for whether I did. It was and... sort of a Blair Witch project set right. in space where somehow some people found uh, abandoned footage, decades-old right. footage from the Apollo 18 mission, which, of course, and it ah. explained why man right. never went back. Uh, I, I do remember it, and I can't find a score for it, so I don't... I don't, I'm so afraid I can't give you that, but okay. Yeah, I've given you at least two films by way of comparison. Mm. So let's get back to Arrival. Arrival really drove me far crazier than the other two. I'm giving Arrival a five and a half out of ten. Ooh, ouch. Okay, Arrival. We have another another Amy Adams movie to talk about next time we get together for Movies First, Alex. But that'll do us for today. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco... I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.